here today with Lisette Haynes of Haynes Paranormal of South Dade in Florida. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? I, you know, living the dream up here in Michigan. <laughs> oh. Well, we're down here in stormy Florida, not so much sunny today. <laughs> oh, bummer. How far are you from the ocean? Uh, well, we're actually about maybe a two-minute drive from the bay, with like Biscayne oh, Bay, okay. which is a national park. So it's it's really close to Black Point Marina, which is kind of historic in itself since the early 1900s. It actually used to be the shipping port uh, where the early pioneer, pioneers um, would like the basically the port would lead to the one road that would lead over to Henry Flagler's railroad station. So okay. yeah. It has That's a little awesome. history, yeah. Awesome. Oh, I love history. <laughs> and I never realized I liked history until I started this paranormal thing that I'm doing. <laughs> um, so you have a very special crew. Um, why don't you tell us about your your crew? So basically, uh, we're a family. It's myself, my husband, Tyson, and my nine-year-old son, Landry. That is so awesome. <laughs> that is so awesome. So what um I actually was thinking about starting a juniors crew up here because uh, we have a lot of I don't want to say kid kids, but between the ages of like 11 and 16 that want to go out and investigate and hunt with us. Um, But then there's also the the parents. They're scared about taking their children. Do you have any advice or words of wisdom Definitely. when it comes to that? Definitely, definitely. You know, it seems like um, people are always under the understanding that ghost hunting is done at night and you're always going to get the best evidence at night. So you put in the night factor in with investigating for, you know, the paranormal and mm -hmm. it's it's going to be a little creepier. Um, but it's not necessarily sure. the case. I mean, I feel that we've gotten more evidence during the day, you know, in a well-lit museum. Um, sometimes there's people in it and sometimes there's not, um, but it's a very safe environment. Uh, I mean, people go through there all the time doing tours anyways. I mean, right. the only difference exactly. is, is that we're calling out for things we don't see in here. Right. Um, so, I mean, I think maybe sense. starting out, you know, asking some of the local museum or historic mm -hmm. homes and things like that, if you could just bring in a small group and, mm -hmm. and start there and, I mean, that's where we get the best results. Oh, for sure. That was it. Um, I talked about that because we also had an episode on um, paranormal investigating. And during my research and talking to other crews and whatnot, it was you are correct. People just assume it happens at nighttime. No, like if you're investigating a residential place and let's say they their cupboards pop open at 3 p.m. every afternoon, you're not going to go there at nine o'clock at night. You're going to go there at 3 p.m. Yeah, exactly you know, it, how it works. It, yeah, it doesn't matter the time of day. Yeah, that's absolutely correct. It kind of amazes me that people, they just just assume that's when you, when people go out and do it all the time. Uh, how long have you been investigating? Well, investigating organized, um, we've been doing it <laughs> since like last year when I first okay. had enough funds to like invest, you like invest in a little yeah. camera and oh, you sure. know, the, the spirit box and the recorder. And then you got your, your little, um, you know, uh, sensors and your, you know, your lights and all that stuff. So I started that, um, last year. Um, okay. but I mean, just in, in general, I would say going back, you know, 2015 with just recorders oh, and sure. just go looking up, you know, locations. And, mm -hmm. you know, hitting them up and just kind of getting a feel for the place, maybe taking pictures and that sort of thing. Um, yeah. I think my first interest in the paranormal was back in 2006. I was living in an apartment where I, like at night I felt really oppressed and almost like, you know, you know, that that sleep paralysis that they talk oh, about. Yes. 
It oh, yes. felt like that. And I was so scared to the point where I would drag at that time, you know, my son who's 18 now, he was four years old. I would drag him out of bed and come and make him sleep with me and hold him really tight because I figured as a child that's so pure and innocent, they're untouchable. Nobody can can mess with them and therefore they're right. not going to mess with me. So right, right. You know, gotcha. at the time that was like, you know, my my thoughts on it. And that's what I would do. And it would actually work that and a lot of prayer. And it's so funny because I started dating the security guard that was at my job. And when he came to my house for the first time when I was living there, he said, you're not going to believe this. But I actually lived in this very same apartment years ago uh, with my mom. And as I started telling him some of the things that would happen at night, he would mention to me how her mother-in-law didn't like her too much. And they always felt like they did hexes on her. And oh, wow. so, yeah, that's so interesting. So then I thought, well, maybe something got left behind. You know, there's just like a residual energy that, that right. just never left. And so that kind of made sense. And then he brought to my attention the show that was going on on TV, Ghost Hunters. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I started watching it just to kind of make sense about, you know, what other oh, people yeah. experience. And it was like a whole new thing I, had, I hadn't heard about. And that really spiked my interest. So. I mean, I pretty much, I mean, at, by that point, the show had already been going on for two years. So I literally like been watched like oh, yeah. all oh, yeah. the cassettes. <laughs> the back then there were like the big, you know, cassettes and the VHSs. Yes. Yeah. And I watched <laughs> all of them. So I kind of um, just started reading articles about oh, it, learning yes. the terminology, uh, looking up the equipment, like what it does, and just started mm-hmm. watching YouTube videos of people catching things and oh, yeah. real life. And it was just, it was just amazing to me. And I've been a paranormal junkie ever since, but I would say that these last two years, I've mm-hmm. been like living, breathing, sleeping paranormal. I hear <laughs> like that. I hear that. <laughs> I'm always looking for something to read or something to yes. hear. So yes, yeah. yes. I know how that goes. <laughs> What would you say your favorite case is that you guys have done so far? I would say my favorite case is the Gold Coast Railroad Museum. I just have a fascination and a love for the 1940s. Um, And even though the railroad does have older train cars, um, maybe as far back as early, you know, 1910, 1920s. I mean, I I just I love that era and uh, just walking in the place and and having that music in the background where they play all swing music oh yeah and and just the ghosts that i've caught there i mean i I even caught the ghost of harry truman president harry truman yeah they had an exhibition of the um, i ferdinand magellan was the name of the train car and you have to pay an extra six dollars to be able to go in that train and they give you like about maybe five to 15 minutes inside of it um we were lucky to be the only ones, just me and Landry, because it was spring break. Everybody was, you know, I guess working and the kids were off right. at school. But there was nobody at the museum. And they kind of just stand outside as you're inside looking around, just making sure you don't, you know, take anything and, you know, that you're not sitting on anything. Um, but we were able to investigate that train. And, you know, when I asked his name, he it just said Truman. And oh, I wow. did the research. And then I come to find out that, you know, Harry Truman had done over like 300 speeches um, in that train, in the back of that train. Oh, wow. Yeah, they used to call them, um, I think it was like whistle stop campaigns. Okay, yeah, yeah. So oh, that was wow. pretty neat. That is neat. That's super neat. Um, do you have any other like special locations like where I, what's the location you got your best evidence from? Gosh, I would say the best evidence has probably been at the Deering Estate. Um, I I think another thing that helped with the Deering Estate is as I'm, I mean, I'm using free software. You know, I use Audacity for the audio. And I think we did pay, excuse me, like maybe $54 from Movavi. Um, So that's about the most I've invested in terms of software to be able to review the evidence. All right. And the more I... 
I do this, the more I learn, the more I learn how to amplify, how to isolate, you know, the sounds and how to reduce the noise and how to go from one software doing that and then putting it into the movie software. And then I found there where I can increase that audio by 400 percent or how it's amazing. The dark a little brighter. And yes, yes. Yeah. And I think that with experience, you know, when I look back to my first videos to now how I'm doing videos now, the first videos were just short EVP videos. And my oh, husband right. was doing those. Okay. Um, but, I mean, he's more of a video game player. He wants to spend this weekend playing video games. He loves going out and hunting, mm-hmm. but he doesn't want to come back and do all the, the evidence work. So yep. I had to pretty hard much. stuff. Yeah, he showed me, like, you know, the basics, and then I took it from there and just kept learning. And by the time he came back to check on me, he was like, whoa, you did all this? And I was like, yeah. You know? Nice, nice. Well, you got a passion for it, so it's yeah. not like a and job so- for you. Yeah, so I think this last, uh, that last investigation, I, I learned a lot, um, Good. with, with, you know, the editing software. And I think that's why I was able to get some of these EVPs, like where you can really hone in on them. Right, right. That's awesome. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. What is your favorite piece of equipment that you, that you use? Well, I would say that, um, my longest favorite is, you know what? I've got a couple. <laughs> you about this video camera that we have it's a really okay. cheap camera that i bought for like 199 dollars. i think it okay. was either on ebay or amazon but it's a modified camera mm-hmm. and it is built by a you know a ghost hunter mm-hmm. and it has a very sensitive audio it has okay. ir so you can see at night and it also yeah. comes with full spectrum that you can configure um, by just pressing a few buttons and, you know, playing with the settings. Right, and right. I got to tell you, man, this camera picks up more audio than my audio recorder does sometimes. Oh, yes. Uh, I mean, it, it has its pros and cons. Sometimes the audio is so sensitive that you hear the, you know, reverberation because every yeah. time it speaks, it's it's like you can really hear the sound waves when it's speaking. Right. And a, another thing I've noticed it does is sometimes when I get these EVPs coming in, you'll hear a lot of like clicking sounds, even though I know I'm not moving, even though I've trained my hand to know where my fingers are. So I'm not rubbing over any type of, you know like microphone or anything like that, that, that where I could be making the noise. Right. Um, I still hear these clicking sounds and I guess it's just, it's way of like manipulating it mm-hmm. to kind of come through. Um, but I got to say that camera is like, I think I'm going to need to get like three more before they like run out or stop making them. Um, yes, so that's yes. like my first favorite equipment. And I have to say that the second one is the spirit box. Yes, those, you know what, I was just going to say, my camera is my favorite too, it's just a little small one, probably, almost, probably just like yours. Yeah, and yeah, and I think the the latest thing that we started, because a viewer sent me evidence that I recently reviewed, is the the Dead Wave um, ITC app. I got to okay. tell you, man, I tried it myself the other day after cleaning up her audio and, and making that little video for her, and I'm in love. <laughs> what, what was it called? It's called Dead Wave. Dead Wave. Okay. And uh, I forgot the name of the guy who makes it, but I can tell you that Huff Paranormal mm-hmm. has used it. Um, I know that the maker of this app has worked with uh, Nick Grove. Okay. Is that his name? Um, from Ghost Adventures and Paranormal yep. Lockdown. Um, so... I, I think it's 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 a really unique device because it picks up audio. It looks on two different levels. It, it picks up like like a recorder, you know, EVP where you get that whispery EVP. Yeah. But then it also has like the ghost box feature, okay, um, where it sounds like a geophone type EVP. Yeah. Um. So I I love Neat. that. I love that because you pick sometimes both types of EVPs in the same recording. Right. Nice. I'll have to look into that. Now, have you guys um, worked with a SLS camera? Oh, my gosh. That's my Christmas present to me. Is it? <laughs> that is awesome. I am waiting for this year um, for things to go well <laughs> so I can yes. get that for me. <laughs> yes, I wish I could actually... just tear up my son's Xbox Connect and just make one for myself. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And then yeah. I actually I got online and got a Connect for $10. Somebody was selling it, you know, on like one of those garage sale mm-hmm. sites. I was like, oh, mine. <laughs> yeah. And I have everything else. I just got to put everything together. But it's it, funny it, because, it's yeah, 
My son, um, he is a film student, so he okay. works a lot of expensive cameras, like those yeah. big $30,000 cameras oh, and stuff. So uh, he's very familiar with the technology and everything. Yeah. I'd have to see if maybe um, he could watch some kind of tutorial and oh, figure sure. out how to make one for me. <laughs> oh, yes. Have him do that because that's going to be a lot cheaper. And it may not be, I don't know, as good because, well, I don't – but it's essentially they use all that same stuff. Yeah. What you might want to spend a little more on is probably the tablet itself. So you have the memory, you have all, you know, everything that you need with it. Yeah, I think I've seen them like on GhostHunter.com mm-hmm. for like $400 with yeah, the tablet say, and all. Yep, that's the cheapest one because that's where I was looking at first too. Um, but it, there's different levels you can get and it came down to how much memory it had. So w- with that... I mean, you can buy a tablet for 200 bucks, you yeah. know, a, a decent one that's got the same amount of memory. And then if you have the other stuff, you can go down to Walmart and get a battery pack. <laughs> I mean, essentially, I mean, I'm not down in that by any means, but there's like our crew, we're yeah. just starting out. So we don't have exactly. a whole lot of funds, you know, to go. And this is all stuff that we have at our house. So why not? We'll make it work. Yeah. You know, you know it's funny you mentioned that because I'll, People, they learn about people like us, and they think this is what we do all day. <laughs> you know? I know, I know. I know. <laughs> and it's like, no, we have day jobs and families mm-hmm. and responsibilities. And yes, you know? yeah, they have no idea what really dinner, goes laundry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I live my life by lists. I have a list for everything, and if I didn't, I'd be a bigger hot mess than what I am. Yeah. <laughs> but you want to have your hobby in there, and our hobby is investigating and ghost hunting you know for me the podcast it's you got to fit all that in there but yeah when you're trying to explain to somebody what your hobby is because it's not you know playing cards or you know going to bingo or something they look at you funny what do you mean you investigate ghosts i go ghost hunting sorry like (laughs) somebody wants me to investigate something that's going on you know weird in their house i'm heck yeah that that's exciting to me Um, yep that's the way I feel. <laughs> yes, yes. So the, and then I'll be like, well, check us out. Maybe it'll change your mind. <laughs> yeah, come along. And that's the, what I've noticed um, from even my family getting involved because I, I didn't let the family in, like, you know, my, my aunts and uncles and cousins and stuff until I started the podcast and a little into it and stuff. And now they're all asking me questions. And I'm like, see, before you guys wanted nothing to do with it, I People that are like that, you notice that they'll, they'll be the ones to, like, pull you off to the side to ask you a question. Yep. You know, it it's that fear base that that's keeping them from that. And it's like, don't be scared. My, my first saying to anybody is don't be scared of it. Yeah. Do, you know, do your research. That That's another big thing that I say. Just do your research. You're taking the right step by asking somebody. Yeah. Oh, my favorite is like, oh, well, you're just attracting negative things to you. And, you know, you're just going to start like, you know, things are going to. And you know what? Maybe I've noticed a little difference, you know, Mm -hmm. since we've started. I've noticed I can maybe feel things a little better than before. You're opening up spiritually. You're you're opening yourself up. That's what we're supposed to do, I think. And, you know, like I'll notice, like, you know, the biggest thing for me is the light bulbs in my bathroom. It's those okay. big vanity light bulbs. So yeah. They're yeah. Round and they've got the, the you know, the, the filament, not like how the newer light bulbs are now with like LED and all that. But they've got yeah. the old, you know, filament inside. And yes. I always hear it making noise. Like it's always like ting, ting, ting with the glass. Oh, and wow. That started after we started ghost hunting. And so I looked up online and I said, you know, what makes the light bulb, you know, the filament in the light bulb makes noise, you know, make noise like that. And right. I, I came across, well, it's electromagnetic interference that makes that happen. And I was like, hmm, that makes sense. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, okay, so now I know something's maybe trying to, like, communicate. Let me know it's there. But so, it's not- you know. But rather than fear it, I talk to it now in the morning, and it's yes. funny because today it did it again, and I don't remember what it was that I said, but then, you know, I, I said something, and then it was like responding, like, ding, ding, like, yep, you know, I agree. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly, and that's what people, like you said, people saying you're just bringing something home. And, no, people get it in their head that this stuff is negative. Just because it's unknown does not mean it's negative. 
You know, and sometimes you know, it can be negative. I mean, oh, by all means, yes, it can. But people like automatically, well, at least from most of my conversations with people that don't believe in the paranormal, the complete skeptics, is demons. It's demons. Yeah. No, very rarely are you going to come across a demon. These ghosts and entities, they're sad, they're angry, they're confused. Some of them don't mm-hmm. know that they need to cross all the way over. Like, they're just trying to communicate. Yeah, and if and they I think, need to throw a book at your head to get you to pay attention, then that's what they're going to do. <laughs> I think the important thing is, is like, be reasonable. You know, when you come back from a place and it and it felt a little off or you mm-hmm. feel a little, you know, creeped out about it, you know, before you walk in your house, say a prayer. I mean, yes. or even say a prayer before you leave the site. You know what I mean? Save we some do. lost. Yeah. Save lost souls. Say a prayer. You know, if I if I feel something happening. I mean, the other night I was reviewing evidence and I, and I kind of panicked because we caught something in our car while we were driving over there. We, we weren't even okay. at the location yet. And I caught EVPs in the car like music was playing, but you can clearly hear Here. the right. EVPs. And that's when I kind of like stopped. I put my headphones down. I woke up my husband because it was like 1130 at night. And I said, listen, right. we need to sage this house right now. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <You know? laughs> exactly. Right this minute, honey. <laughs> so yes. we went around. I opened up all the doors. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, for if, sure. If you are not my guardian angel or, you know, a, a good spirit that's just here to help us, then right. you need to get out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Unless you're going to pay rent. <laughs> Um, now, do you guys have any rituals that you do before and after a hunt or an investigation like the prayers or? You know what? Pretty much just the prayer. Sometimes I get so wrapped up and, and so nervous every time we're going to go and investigate. I might forget to do it before, yes. you know, but, you know, we'll always try and remember to do it after my husband yep. specifically. He likes to do that before he comes in the house, I guess, as the caretaker of the family that feels more like his responsibility. OK, so. gotcha. Yeah, we'll do that. But other than that, I mean, I don't really have any rituals. I kind of just play it by ear. Mm-hmm. If something doesn't feel right, then, you know, oh, I may sure. look up something online. Just last night alone, I felt a little weird, and I just lit up a white candle, and I said to myself, well, I said out loud, I said, I'm going to light up this white candle, um, you know, as a symbol of purity to keep this home clean with only good things. And right, I just right. left the candle on for hours, you know. Okay. Gotcha. Whether it does something or not, I don't know, but at least yes. it gives me peace of mind. That, it makes me feel better. Yes. You know. Yes, I've said that so many times. I'm like, even if you're not a believer, then it's not going to hurt you anyway. Like, yeah. Wh- why not? It's it's not going to harm you in any way, whether you do it or not. Just just do it. I'd rather be safe than sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um. Let's see what. How old was your son when he was showing interest? Well, um, it was last year when he turned eight years old. Um, you know, I noticed we we would take him to Disney. We'd go to Universal. We'd go to all these, like, different types of vacations. And it seemed like it was a lot for him. Like, it was a lot. And a lot of noise or too many people. And, and he was, like, miserable. He wasn't enjoying Aww. it the way a child would enjoy sure. yeah. places, you know. And then... Since I had bought the equipment, I said, oh, let's just head over to the Gold Coast Railroad Museum. I actually reached out to the the Miami famous ghost hunter, David Pierce Rodriguez. I sent him an email and I asked if he had any, um, you know, ghost hunts or anything coming up because I noticed that the calendar was clear. And he mentioned that, no, he didn't have anything on the schedule. They usually wait till like around October. Why is that? Okay. People only think. Like, this is I, born I, in October. <laughs> I, you know, I that's what born in October. I'm a natural born witch, but come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. I, come <laughs> on. Yes, yes. So, uh, but he, he gave me the advice. He's like, you know, you should go check out the Gold Coast Railroad Museum. Specifically, there's a silver liner there that, you know, it's like a lounge card. It's like, you know, super, we get great results. So go check it out. But they close at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. And I was like, well, and that was before, I, you know, I really like – delved into this during the day and i thought oh man right. i don't know how that's gonna go there's probably gonna be people around it's the middle of the day and then after a couple of visits i was like man we got a lot of stuff i think more stuff than we would have ever caught at night and right. uh and I, I mean that was it for us nice nice so you took your son on that one then and yeah. that's when he yeah and he nice. just 
was really enjoying it. I mean, I noticed that he was actually patient because this could be boring. You know, this is like fishing. Oh, well, wait around. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know? And uh, but I noticed he was actually like like calm because it was quiet. There weren't a lot of people around. Yeah. You know, he was doing something, but it wasn't, uh, you know, too sensory, you know, oriented. And mm-hmm. and I felt like almost like it was kind of therapeutic for him. And I just noticed that he would start to interact and he almost like knew already what we were doing and would already act like us and ask questions like us. Like it just came naturally. And I'm thinking to myself, man, this is like all these years of watching ghost shows and, you know, (laughs) yeah, yeah, on it. And to him, it's just normal. He doesn't even see this as odd. Like he doesn't see it. That's good. It's unusual. He just thinks it's it's normal. Aw, so yeah, that's got to be a lot of fun for you guys, though, like being able to do that with your family. Yeah, it is. And I mean, it can can be challenging sometimes because sometimes he does get bored and he may interrupt a few times and be like, I want to go home. Mom, let's go. And I'm like, just give me a few more minutes, you know. I'll get you yep. that ice cream as soon as we leave. Yeah, yeah exactly. One more minutes, please. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so and then sometimes he contaminates evidence. It's happened, you know, we're all yeah. catch a really good EVP, but there's Landry talking. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 we've taken kids with us out. a few times. Yeah, and I'm like, quiet, quiet. I got to be the mean one, and I don't mean to be mean because they're asking questions, you know, why are we doing this? Why? And I'm like, shut up. Yeah, and a few times I've got to be like, uh, Landry, you remember your ghost investigating rules, you know? Right, right. Focus, focus. (laughs) Now, if I have my kids with me, because I, you know, I stop at cemeteries a lot. And because I drive all the time, all over the place. And a lot of these cemeteries, I'll never get to see again. And a lot of them are super old here. Yeah. And I'm just like, wow. And I'll go and I'll take pictures and stuff. I'll break out the spirit box. And my kids are like, seriously, mom, again? (laughs) And then the one time my daughter's going to be 18, she I had her friends with us and I was like, well, we're going to stop here. And they're, they're, the friends were like, are you serious? And my daughter's like, oh, my God, mom, you're embarrassing me. And I'm like, just for a minute. Well, the two friends got out and they were enjoying themselves asking that me questions, so funny. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, just nobody has ever brought it to their attention. You know, I think a lot of people are intrigued with stuff like that. And it is just as simple as going to a cemetery. Yeah. Not all cemeteries, but, you know, you find one, you kind of get that feeling of it and, you know, have at it. I I find that there's a beauty in older cemeteries, the history that's there and everything. That's why I like to stop and get the beautiful pictures. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. My last cemetery was pretty interest me, interesting. I got the, the one um, EVP that said, I'm going to need a walker. And I was like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> I'll be sure to let somebody know. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, wow. Neat. See, that's when you get to hear EVPs and stuff like that, or you get the funny, the funny spirits, you know, the jokester ones, you know, that's, those are the ones that people don't ever hear about. They hear about the ones that are mean. So people just assume that spirits are mean. And I think that's where fear comes in. And this happened to me in a post the other day where, um, People may think you're taunting them, you're disrespecting them, you're being rude to them somehow. Um, I don't know. Maybe they don't know the backstory, uh, you know, when, when they're listening to this. Or maybe they don't realize that sometimes we have to do reenactment, reenactments to be yes. able to get a response or something like yes. that. But it was so strange because the lady was telling me that, you know, I think they're responding this way to you because you're disrespecting them. You know, you're not really, you know, know, these people are are from a different era and, um, and I don't think, you know, they're, they're used to this kind of thing. And I'm thinking to myself, what, what is she talking about? I spent all three videos, you know, like complimenting the guy and, and telling him what a great life he had and all his accomplishments and how, what a great, you know, philanthropist he was. And Wait, I mean, keeping really it positive. Yeah, I complicated. And I, and I just made this one comment um, where I'm looking at a picture of him where he looks really, really serious. And he's with a young boy, probably his son. And I said, okay, you know, we hadn't gotten any response from him that I felt because we hadn't heard the evidence yet. But I said, you know, I mean, look at him. Does he look like somebody that would talk to us? And I was referring more to his socialite status. 
You know, right. somebody who's big you. and important and a big businessman like that, he's going to think we're commoners. He's not going to probably want to sit and talk to us. You know, he's probably like, who right, are right. these people? <clears throat> and sure enough, the response EVP that I got right after that was Lissette. He said yes to the waiter. So uh, that's just proving my point. This guy thinks that I'm like, you know, somebody who's coming in to work or to apply for a cleaning position yeah. or something right. like that. You know, they're not right, used right. to like people just coming in and you know what Wanting I mean? Wanting to Unless talk to them though, you know, and that's that, that woman clearly wasn't understanding what you were trying to do. Cause that's essentially why, or I feel that spirits are still here because they need something communicated. Yeah. And I, I picked up on that location specifically, and I'm, I'm referring to the Deering estate. I picked up that, he, I don't think he haunts there. I mean, after going right over three different videos of footage, I got a lot of other people that I think it was from the old cottage. People who, um, I mean, it used to be like a like your 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 stopping place while yeah. you were. It was right off the port, you know, so it would be your stopping place. You would have an inn to stay in for a couple of days and then you would travel back out. So a lot right. of transient, you know, travelers, a lot of transient yes. movement coming through there. That's always going to leave some energy behind, you know, and, and in the stone house. I mean, the house is built with stone and, and you know, they, they say that a lot of stone or limestone and things like that are going to hold in that energy. And I, and I think it's really people that worked for him. Okay. You know, people that spent most of their life dedicated to that house, not dedicated to their family at home or their right. family in their country, you know, and yep. I think that probably leaves, you know, a lot of energy behind, too. Well, that so, makes sense. Yeah, I think if anything, he he's somewhere else. Um, You know, one of the groundskeepers that came in after we had investigated, we were outside in the grounds. He was he stopped by and he was like, hey, um. Are you the guys that were inside, you know, ghost hunting and stuff? And we said, yeah. And he was like, you know, you know, it's it's so cool. You know, you guys are doing this. And he started talking about, you know, I, I don't really think Charles Deering hunts this estate. I think he's really in Spain in the estate he has over there um, because oh, wow. that's where. Yeah. He was like, that's where, you know, he had more problems, more issues. You know, he had uh, a business partner that turned on him. So that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Maybe that's yeah. where he is resolving those unresolved issues. Right. <coughs> huh. That's interesting for it him is, to come up and is. say that. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And wow. It's kind of like it all made sense. <laughs> yeah. That's really cool, though. I, you got some really good stories. Um, <clears throat> I want to say, has there ever been a case that you've been afraid to take your son on? Oh, my gosh. The one I'm working on right now, as a matter of fact, it's Anderson's Corner. And we had gone during the day one time, didn't get any activity. But I mm -hmm. only had the digital recorder and the EMF meter when we went last time. I hadn't even bought the spirit box yet, and I didn't have the camera. Mm -hmm. So my husband's been wanting to go back at night. And I said, you know, I mean, I've taken my son to a cemetery at night before, mm -hmm. but it wasn't scary. And it was early. It was nine o'clock at night. We were okay. in Boca Raton, mm -hmm. which is a very, very, you know, wealthy neighborhood. The cemetery um, actually had a road, like a regular road that went right through it. So it wasn't closed off, gated in. It's not like we're trespassing. I mean, we're on a public road. And my husband went out to investigate, but he came back. He's like, man, I mean, you got to come out here, you know. <laughs> and I was like, OK, what do I do with Landry? He's like, well, we'll just be right out here. You know, he could stay in the car. So I just turned back and I'm like, Landry, do you mind? You know, if we go come out for a minute, he's like, no, I'll be fine, you know. And um, and I went out, but I was like right, like maybe 10, 20 feet from the car. I mean, he was visible to me at all times. So, I mean, that to me wasn't scary, but I had a feeling about Anderson's Corner because we did end up going back one time where as soon as I got off the car where I was with Landry, I told Tyson, no, I'm going to have to stay here. You walk up to the porch by yourself. Um, but there was a lot of noise, like surrounding noise. There was a place next door that was playing music. There were cars passing by. So it didn't work out, and we left. But just I remembered the way that vibe felt, and I said, you know, I don't think I'm going to be able to come here with Landry. Right. So my 22-year-old 
moves back home. And so what happens when your 22-year-old moves back home? It's free babysitting for me. So Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so I said, Tristan, are you heading out anywhere tonight? He said, no. I said, well, guess what? You're watching Landry. Me and Tyson are going to do a little go something. Keep your phone near in case I got to call you from jail. <laughs> yep. Yep. Exactly. And he was like, okay. Uh, so my husband and I went and it was pretty late. I think it was like maybe 1030 or so when we got there and man let me tell you i think to date that has been my creepiest spot it was just the vibe that i felt it was the first time where i actually felt that tingling sensation that everybody's always talking about on the back of their neck yes yes and you get that chill like all over your body that was the first time I actually felt that. And we've stayed in haunted hotels overnight. I mean, I've got footage. I'm so excited to do that sometime. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I've stayed in haunted. We stayed at the Colonial Hotel. We left the camera rolling, you know, until it ran out of battery. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I've seen my husband's pillow get tugged. And they're like saying, oh, I'm pulling Tyson's pillow, you know, or they've said like things to us all night long. Like these ghosts, it almost sounded like, I mean, I had EVPs that you couldn't really hear too well because it was before I started really playing with the audio and manipulating, you know, this getting better sound out of it. Right. Um, but I, I, it was almost like one of them said, let's, let's do this. Like we role played. And I'm like, these guys are like role playing how they're going to haunt us. <laughs> I mean, I, how cool right. is that? That, that is, that's <laughs> like the jokester ones that I'm talking about. See, if they could just all be like that, everybody would love to be around ghosts. There wouldn't be yeah. no fear. It'd be great. And you know what? I've been called every name in the book. I even had one guy call me a bohemian. (laughs) What? That is funny. Yeah. You know, because to them, like, you know, if they're from an older time, they're not going to understand what we're doing. They probably think we're like doing some kind of witchcraft or we're just like some artsy spiritualist Mm -hmm. that just like, you know, does this. (laughs) You know, they're thinking, oh, these are like those seance people. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I think that was interesting. But yeah. So I'm looking forward to some other scary places. I mean, I think one of my one of my things that I would really like to do, because I saw some evidence on YouTube that looked really disturbing, um, is in Coral Gables. There's the Biltmore Hotel and um, Al Capone, Fatty Walsh, you know, a lot of, you know, famous mobsters and stuff used to hang out there. Well, Fatty Walsh lost his life in suite on the 14th floor in his suite. And it was these two guys investigating that suite. And they started, like, calling out to him and stuff, and, like, this big, loud noise, like, something just crashed in the room, but it was, like, a terrifying sound. It was so loud. And, I mean, these are two big, burly-looking guys, and for them to, like, actually, like, stand up and be scared and jump and, like, be frightened, right? that to me was, like, so cool. Like, oh, I got to try that place. I'd love to try that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we have a place like that here in Michigan, too. I, oh, I want to say it's up by Traverse City. It was, like, a hotel and a restaurant underneath, and it was back in, like, the 1920s or 30s, you know, with, like, the original gangster mobsters you know, and, and there was a couple murders from well-known mobsters from back in the day, you know, from like the Italian mob or whatever. And they say that that place is very, very haunted and whatnot. That's on our bucket list for sure. You know, and speaking of the 1920s and 30s, I, I don't know if you've noticed a correlation between that era. It seems like 1910 through 1940 seems to cause a lot of haunts. And I'm thinking to myself, it's got to be. You know, the the way we were living back then, I mean, you're going through a Great Depression, you're Mm -hmm. going through, you know, wars and stuff like that. And it's got to leave such an imprint, you know. Yeah. So people passing, you know, and and living, I don't want to say like a terrible life, but like you said, the Depression and stuff, they they lived sad lives, you know, here. They're going to have sad lives in the, you know, in their next life, you know, and it's. Yeah, it kind of just goes on, you know, if you're, well, that's what they say anyway, like if you're a mean-spirited person here, you know, and then you pass over, you're going to be a mean spirit. Yeah. You know, so if those people are miserable, you know, and it's sad, you're right. And it's funny because even those mean spirits, I think in the afterlife, and I kind of believe, I don't know, you know, for people who, who know the show, The Dead Files, how Amy sees 
these spirits where they look like non-human forms. They look like yep. monsters, like these dark shadows. Or I mean, if you see some of those pictures that they draw yeah. for her, I mean, it, it's it's horrible. And yes. and I think that some of these even try to portray themselves like that. You know, it, I feel almost like a lot of times what we may think could be a demon is not it's just an right. angry spirit that's well that's seems, exactly it makes you feel like like he's a monster yes because well a demon was never human that's um something i've learned in my research and from people that i've talked to it's it's something completely different but what they do is they they will gain your trust as a nice portraying a nice ghost or spirit or a child, especially. Yes. Oh, yeah, especially, especially a child. Have you ever got the chance to watch um, Paranormal Survivor? It's on Netflix. I have. I have, yeah. See, I, I've watched a few of those. My daughter got into that with me a little bit. Some of them are pretty good. Some of them were pretty off the wall. Now, what, what do you think about the ones that, like, these things are, these spirits are like hurting their child, their, their children and whatnot, but like repeatedly, and these people just stay there. I, I It's hard to judge because when someone's experiencing a haunting, mm-hmm. sometimes they don't have anywhere to go. Like if I had right. to move out of my house by next week or next month, I don't think I could. You know what I mean? I've already invested a lot of money. I don't right. have thousands of dollars to move into a new place. You right. know, I mean, you want to try and also be like, well, I can't. What if I run and it comes with me? Right. You know, you never know what's going to happen. So, I mean, and I just I, sorry. It's kind of hard. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's kind of hard, you know, when when you see, you know, like like it, it's hard for kids to have to struggle with something that they can't understand. Right. It's so hard for them to explain. One of the reasons why I'm 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 so happy with my son and how he handles it is that he's lost that fear. He's lost that childlike being able to see or feel things that aren't there. Um, I mean, maybe once when he was five years old, he did mention that, you know, there was like a black mist coming out of his toy box. You know, mm-hmm. and he was awake. He wasn't like he he never sleeps alone in his room. He'd always jump into bed with us. And so he was awake when that happened. And, right. you know, that scared me because he was acting out during that time. It was a little yep. bit before we found the diagnosis of autism. So a lot of anger lashing, a lot of lack of communication. Mm-hmm. And we were having a lot of issues. I mean, I went through three different kindergartens that year, buying oh uniforms three different times and <clears throat> buying school mm-hmm. supplies three different times. And it was a hard time for us. And for him to have said that to us, I mean, that was right there heartbreaking because who do you turn to? You know, yeah. I was going to a Christian church at the time. And if I were to mention that there, you know, a non-denominational modern Christian church, they're going to look at me like I'm crazy. They're not going to be into that type of stuff. You know, they're not going to try to give you help. They're like the cutesy Joel Osteen type church. Right, 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 right. And you're like, hey, I just need, yeah. And, you know, I tried to explain it to the school and, you know, they're looking at me like I'm crazy too. And I try to explain it to the doctor. And then, you know, well, he's too young to go to a psychologist, but you know, it, it was hard. It was really difficult because he was at an age where he was too young to be diagnosed. He was, you know, too young for certain doctors, too young for medication that can help or anything right. like that. So it was frustrating. So once he got older, by the sure. time he was eight and I started actually taking him on these places, he had already seen me watch shows all the time. Um, to him, it was normal. And I asked him, do you want to go do this? And he was like, yeah, I'll go. And when I saw yeah. he would get into it and ask questions and kind of just follow us around and be okay with it and be like, how can I help? Do you mean to grab that? Do you need me to do this? You know, I was right. like, hey, I could, I could deal with this. You know, this is cool. And it's great because the spirits love it. They yes. reach out to him and you will hear his name called more than you'll hear them calling us. Aww. And it's funny because I've been on investigations where he's not with them and they'll be like, hey, you're here. Where's Landry? <laughs> Right, right. See, that's so special. He's he's so special. You're so lucky. You are. And and, and it's funny because I'm like, Landry, you never hear anything or feel anything because they're always like calling you and always talking to you and trying to get your attention. And I never see you react or anything. He's like, no. You think he's just like immune to it? I think I think a part of it is that he's immune to all this, but I think it's. 
I think a lot of it has to do with in, in his little brain. He's such a little genius, and Aww. he's so smart, and he's oh, all yeah. about this kid. I mean, he's nine years old. He tries to hack into things, you know, on his computer. <laughs> he, he writes codes, you know, and, and chats so he can manipulate the games he's on. And <laughs> he does like all this crazy like adult stuff, you know. Yeah, like, right. That right. only his little genius mind can do. And so I think that because he's so that way. The spiritual him is not so important. You know, it's more like the technical and his brainiac yeah, his spiritual side that, kind of yeah. put on the back burner. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But so, the spirit's no different. Well, you know, I like it that way because I don't yeah. I don't want him to have these feelings. I don't want him to feel these things around him. I want him no. to be immune to this. Because yeah. I never know when I could be putting us in a bad situation that may seem totally normal, totally good. And before you know it, I may come across something that I may feel something too scary. And I don't want him to have that. So right. I like, like it this said, way. He, he's nine. You don't yeah. want him to. Yeah. I want to say essentially scare him. But if he had to worry about that stuff because, you know, feeling that spiritually say, you know, I'm I'm an empath. But I'm a very much a skeptic believer where, like, my partner, she's pure spiritual. She threw right. and through with the feelings and stuff. Now, I get feelings. I'm an empath. You know, I've gotten physically sick from being around negative people that I didn't even know before. You know, and I'm like, oh, my God, well, you know, what's going on? Now, I couldn't imagine being nine and having that gift but not knowing what it is, you know, yeah. and just taking so much out of you. So you, you're probably absolutely right in that he kind of switched it around, put that part on the back burner, and now he can be a normal nine-year-old with doing this stuff. Yeah. Instead of having to deal with, you know, the stuff that we have no medicine for, we have no cure for, we have to find a way as adults if we choose to take that route, you know, how, how to deal with it. Because it you is know, difficult. Yeah, now that he's, um, I finally, after like four years of trying, I got approved by my insurance for ABA therapy, which is applied behavior analysis. And basically it's working on activities and conditioning him to be able to follow directions, stay on tasks, take a okay. break when you need it, not get so and learn how to control your anger, um, be able to do chores, be able to be self-sufficient and do things for yourself instead of always asking someone else to do it. And this has kind of helped with that because one of the things that he struggles with is patience and being able to wait for something. Right, um, right. And this is a big, you know, having to wait for something. So he's gotten really good as to where before he would get a little bit more impatient or as soon as we would start an investigation, you know, when we first first started, let's say last year, he would um he would start like maybe making noise, like banging on a table or banging on a table, just trying to get attention. A lot of attention seeking right. behavior and we'd have to stop what we're doing and, you know, wait around or, you know, we'd have to go home and then we'd have to. OK, last time he got like that because he was hungry. So now when we go investigate, we want to make sure he's fed. <laughs> right. Fed. Yes. 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 <laughs> you know, anything For that sure. we could do to keep him from acting out or something like that. But it was only a couple of times like that. And I'm, I'm telling you, like, now it, it's like he's so good with it. Like, he even tries to help. And now he even gives his input. Like, you'll see him in Aww. videos. He's like, oh, you know, Mom, you know why they're trying to, like, why they're messing with the lights is because they're trying to get that energy so that they could put it in there. And he, you know, like, points at my camera. Aw, <laughs> He's got, so like, sweet. little theories, you know. <laughs> Yo, oh, that's a, that's a sign of a good brain right there. Yeah. That's, that is that is sweet, especially for only being nine and taking an interest in that. And I love how you and your husband just help him with that. You yeah. know, and you guys do it as a family. That's a that's what is so unique about your guys's crew. And I and I just I I just absolutely love that. So I want you to know. <laughs> Thank you. And you know, I, I've always there's always that worry of like somebody's not going to take this the right way. They might report me. Might be getting a letter from like you know. Uh, Children and families. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, what? And, and then, but, then the all you would have it, to say is prove it. You can't prove it. It's paranormal. So leave yeah. us alone. I mean. <laughs> exactly. And we are dealing with the pseudoscience here, right? Uh, exactly. 
Well, and the thing is, is like the way I see it is like we're not doing anything different. I mean, this is no different than going around with your video camera on mm-hmm. a tour of a lighthouse yeah. with your family and on your yeah. vacation and getting that footage. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This is no different than that. The fact that we're oh, speaking into the air, it's not going to be able to bring, um, you know, demons and stuff around just because we're doing that, you yeah. know? So, I mean, it's I the see people it that there. don't understand that would cause an issue and that's trying to explain it to people that just are so close-minded it's yeah. very very hard to do and it's funny because the way I see it I said you know this this gives me a one-up because mm-hmm. now I'm doing the things that I would have been normally doing with my family going on these you know to these yeah. locations and walking around but except the difference is now I know what they're saying about us now I know how they feel now I know what they're talking about <laughs> right 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 <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Exactly. That's so awesome. Um, One thing I wanted to hit on before we wrap it up, because I do have another interview coming up shortly. Um, The oh, my gosh, what did we talk about? It's been such a long day. (laughs) (laughs) uh, um, Perry Unity. What are your yes. thoughts on working together as one, you know, a, a, a paranormal as a whole? As a what community. are your thoughts on that? As yes. A community. And it's so funny because you, I'm like, I'm a member to like 30 different paranormal groups online. Yes. And it's like, okay, so it's okay to build a public community there, but mm-hmm. we're not going to be able to practice it on the field. I mean, come on, what is that? Yeah. We're not going to be able to go into a town and like hit a place up without, you know, the owner of the place. It happened to me the other day. I went down to Coral Castle, which is a very historic um a place where this supposed right. to be this man from like, I guess he's from the Ukraine or something, came back in the early 1900s and by himself built structures like tables, chairs. Oh, wow. And all kinds of beautiful designs out of coral rocks. I mean, these things are heavy. You know, how did he do this? Is there some kind of Egyptian magic to it? Right. Something like that. You know, like, what did he use some kind of special pulley system that he alone was able to build all these things? So the place is very mysterious. It's got a lot of charm. And, you know, I guess the idea is, is that the man probably still haunts the place. I mean, all his beautiful creations are there. And I I went in, you know, to just say, hey, you know, we're, we're. We're coming to visit, you know, we're paying our entrance. I just wanted to make sure, is it okay if we just like walk around with a video camera and on audio recorder and just maybe take some pictures, video and, and just maybe like have the audio recorder going on. And the lady was like, absolutely not. We have special nights for that. And we have our very own, uh, paranormal investigative team that you would have to sign up with, you know, for one of their, you know, ghost tours to be able to do that. I'm like, right. oh, well, okay, I wasn't kind of looking for that because, you know, I, I don't want my evidence being contaminated with, like, 30 other people, you know. Right, right, and you have your own crew. Like, I, like, said, I mean, yeah, I said this wouldn't be any different than just uh, any other tourist, you know, would be coming through. Right, you, you were just giving them the courtesy camera. of exactly. letting them know what you were doing. You're like, okay, then this is just. Yeah. yeah, walking around, I would be even willing to share the evidence. You know, a lot of times people like getting videos like this for their establishment yeah. because it'll bring in more people or whatnot. Yes. But, you know, that just turned me off so oh, bad. She's like, sure. well, why don't you? I said, you know, you're welcome to take a look at our site. You can kind of see, you know, what we do. It's it's in very good taste. We're not here to offend anybody, make any spirits feel bad or well, anything so- like that. But it's really no different than you taking a video camera and just exactly re- that's recording a you know an afternoon out with your family. There was exactly. no difference, but you had the courtesy to at least ask because, and let her know what you were doing. You know what? It teaches me a lesson from now on. When I go to these museums, I'll keep everything tucked away, and as soon as I'm in, <laughs> my camera yeah. is like the size of the palm of my hand. You know what right. I mean? Right, <laughs> right. That is funny. That is funny. From now like, on, oh. I know just not to do that so but it just it was really upsetting to, to think mm-hmm. okay so now some of these establishments are like making profit out of these investigators yes. being their go-to home team and they're only going to work with them i mean it kind of right, feeding off each other 
Yeah, it happened to me at the Deering Estate because I was standing outside doing a little intro right before we were going to go in. And then the groundskeeper saw me with my video camera. She's like, oh, you guys can't record here. You guys, you, you need a special permit for this and to be able to do any. And I'm like, ma'am, this isn't commercial. This is just our family video. You know, we I just right. have a personal blog and I'm just taking like I'm just talking into the camera, just seeing where we are or whatnot. Right. I had to get through four different supervisors and sit outside for like. 10, 15 minutes to oh get that final approval of us letting them, you know, them letting us in. And uh, once tough. again, the lady came out, well, you know, we only do this on, you know, s- you know, special times of the year, like in October, you're welcome to sign up for one of our ghost hunts, you know, they're like $30 a person. And I'm like, yeah. And once again, I'm having, exp- yeah, no, that's great. No, I just, I don't want my evidence to be contaminated by 30 other people, much less 30 other very amateur people, because I could say I'm an amateur myself, but at least I have knowledge in this subject and I know what to right. do and not to to do. But to be with 30 other amateur people that never well, you don't know who they are either. And it isn't like, you know, if I was to come down to Florida, I'd be like, hey, Lisette, what are you doing on Saturday? Let's go on a ghost hunt. You know, it it's where are you still there? Yes. Yes. I can, OK, I can hear. Okay, where we, you know, we kind of established a little relationship, you know, where you're just coming into these people and then you're like, what? I don't know anything about you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and then you don't know if again, when it comes down to the period unity thing, these people might be, you know, not wanting to work with other people either. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're going to want to collect the $30. I mean, and and I'll, and, and I'll tell you, it may be all good for a good cause. I mean, a lot of these mm-hmm. ghost sons may yeah. be helping invest into the estate itself and keeping it going and keeping it running. You know, maybe it's all being donated to them. I don't know. Um, right. But it, it's 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 just it's nonsense to close yourself to allow this, but only when it's OK, because, you know, this team is doing it. Right. Right. When it's no different than letting in, like if you wouldn't have said anything or, you yeah. know, whatever, it would have been fine. And that was one of the things I told you. Know, I said, you know, this isn't the first time we've been here. We've done this before. As a matter of fact, I even camped out in the living room with all my equipment, like <laughs> sitting on the floor because you can't sit on the furniture. It's all part of the historical, you know, right. society thing. But and then I was I never had a problem. I wasn't even harassed. I had people coming by and they were like, oh, are you guys ghost hunting? Oh, can I ask a question? You know, yeah, <laughs> right, right. And, you know, it wasn't a problem. And now just because they saw me outside with the video camera, they just automatically assumed that I was doing some kind of I, I had some kind of commercial gain in it. Right, right. Like you were going to profit from whatever that you were trying yeah, to do. The video I was doing. And, and they weren't going to get a cut of it. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I love the fact that um, we're getting more podcasts on the subject. I I think it's important for, you know, people may not have time for this. They may not have time to learn about this. They may not have time to watch TV. But who's to say you don't have an hour commute from home to work, work to home, where you can listen on a podcast and just get some knowledge in the subject. Yes. This is Yes, but that's actually how I got into it was uh, I would listen to podcasts. I got sick of hearing the same old stuff on the radio, you know, and my future husband was like, hey, babe, you need to try listening to these podcasts. I'm like, what for? You know, I started listening and, you know, I turn it on while I'm cleaning the house. You know, it gives me something else to listen to. At the same time, I'm learning the whole time I'm doing my other daily stuff. Now I have earbuds in at work, in my car, you know. Still, yep. I'm sitting the at, my desk. I'm sitting yeah. at my desk and I'm listening to them there, too. Yeah, exactly. I did. This is a funny story. Actually, right before we got on for this interview, I posted um, the um, the episode that I released today. And this guy put a put a sad face and I'm like, what's the sad face for? He's like, there's no video to this. All I hear is somebody talking. Oh. I was like, that's what a podcast is. This isn't a video cast. This is a podcast. I'm like, if you want to see me talking into a microphone, I suppose, okay, but you're not going to be able to do anything else. This, at least with the podcast, and you can multitask. Yeah. You're not stuck watching a YouTube video. You're not, you know, 
and but, stuff you know, like that. That's the mentality, and you're getting people. Basically, that's somebody <laughs> who sits around like my son and just watches <laughs> these kids all day on yes. YouTube, yes, where it has like the same. sense of a podcast, but they're just like it's the same thing. They're playing a video game with their yes. headset on, and they're in the corner of the frame, and you see, <laughs> see them the whole time. But I mean, really, what are they doing? <laughs> yes, yes, I I know it. I know it's yes as. There's a lot of good uh, paranormal podcasts out there, Ashley. Do you have any favorites? I do, Ashley. Uh, 222 Paranormal. They're from Ohio. Oh, wow. Uh, they are um, Joe and Jen. They're brother and sister. Uh, they'll actually be up at the Paracon here in Michigan uh, next month. Uh, see, I'm going to be up there the 24th, so I'm, like, super excited to finally get to meet them. Then they're also doing a Bigfoot convention down in Toledo. Uh, mm, I think it's October 12th. I just – that's also released in my podcast. To, you know, not that's to help them cool. out. They don't need to help. But, yes, yes, they, they're funny, too. <laughs> yeah. I think my favorites are Grave Talks, but okay. I'm not a subscriber, so I never get to hear the part two of the podcast. Oh, no. And, yeah, he'll do part one, but then part two, you got to be a, a gravekeeper, uh, <laughs> which oh. is a membership. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep, yep. And, uh, and I think my other one, and I don't know how, like, serious uh, professional ghost hunters feel about these guys, but I think they're hilarious, and it's the – the paranormal, what is it? Oh my goodness, I for, I think I forgot their name. It's these two guys, and they're like super funny, and they just don't take this seriously in their show. Even they're like okay. professional investigators. They, well, yeah. oh, it's called This Paranormal Life. <laughs> oh well, I'll have to look look these that one up. These are hilarious. Basically, what they're doing is they're they're taking in stories from viewers, and yep. then they'll go over the entire story using all kinds of sound effects and stuff like that, and with their humor. <laughs> and I think they're like from Ireland. Okay. And, um, and then they'll determine at the end of their story if the play, if they think that it's real paranormal or if it's just a story and it's fake. Okay. Uh, but, you know, every now and then oh, this, this field needs a little sense of humor. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's what we try to put in ours too. You know, the 75% information and that other 25% is us being silly and goofy together and kind of yeah. putting a lighter feel on the paranormal. And it's funny because even in my videos, it, sometimes it happens, not purposely, mm-hmm. but it just happens. Like, I'll get, a, a you know, uh, an ITC app that'll say, like, shove, and I'll be like, well, don't shove me. You know, I'm, I'm too old. I'll fall down. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know right. what I mean? I'll just come out with, like, these things that I hear back, and I'm, like, cracking up, and I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe I just came out like that. You can put humor in it, though, and it makes it lighter. Yeah. You know, and, and it's not that we're trying to offend these spirits. I mean, by 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 all means, we no. we respect them. I mean, we're interested in them. We 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 want to learn more, you know. And, and and sometimes we may need to, you know, reenact mm-hmm. a little bit and kind of have them relate. Um, right. But all in all, I wish I wish everyone the best. You know, yes. it's not like I'm I'm trying to hurt someone. I mean, we've been called more things and oh, been God. treated more disrespectfully than we would ever do to anyone else. So. Oh, oh, for sure. I. I could, and it's so sad because we could all help each other. We could all learn something different from each other because we're all different. <laughs> and we, yeah. we see things differently, each one of us. And if we could come together, we could probably get the closest we're ever going to get to an answer. Yeah, I agree. And, and it's, yeah, so hopefully this para-unity thing keeps going and people can kind of get their head out of the clouds per se and come back you know, down to earth a little bit. You know, if you want to get rich and famous, that's fine and dandy, but I wouldn't choose the paranormal community you know, to do I, it. I kind of feel the same way. I mean, I, I it was a post on, on one of the, the forums today. It was like, um, you know, would, would you like to make money doing this or get rich and famous? And I kind of was like, uh, you know, I, I don't think so because Mm-mm. the way I see it, is it going to take the passion out of this? Is the stress going to be too much where now the fame, you know, just takes on over what you're really doing, which is the investigation? You know, who wants to be out signing books and posters and, you know, exactly like I'd rather just be doing the research and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, you can put out the knowledge. That's great. But why go on a tour? Why? Like for me, it's more about 
storytelling, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, I, and on my videos, I try to get more to the point. Like, I don't right. want a 40, not that I even have the status for a 45 minute video, because I think you have to like have so many subscribers and stuff to do that. But really? Yeah, with YouTube, I don't. They don't let you download more than fifteen minutes. <laughs> if you, oh, wow, if you have like twenty subscribers, but I mean, I feel like um, it's more about storytelling to me. You know, I want mm-hmm. this to be like a journey that people go on. You yes. know, I I don't want it to be like a forty-five minute video of people just following us around, and while in between like ten, fifteen minutes, nothing's really going on, but we're just talking about what we feel and did you hear that and this and that. No, I'm like one, two, three, evidence after evidence after evidence. I'm gonna I'm gonna edit the video and just get to the points. When's the next yeah. DP? When's the next this? When's the next that? And be able to fit it in, you know, anywhere between three to. 15 minutes but right. have it be non-stop this is what you get you know what i mean and in the mm-hmm. two-hour footage that we have i got 15 minutes of like non-stop stuff going on and right well and you're I, gonna keep people interested you know instead of you don't want the boring stuff in between yeah you know so, that stuff they don't even show that stuff on tv because if if people knew what it was really like yeah <laughs> They'd be like, yeah, uh-uh. they're like eight, ten uh-uh. hours, and you're only seeing one hour footage of it. Uh-huh. And, and most of the TV shows, it's it's 35 to 45 minutes because you got to throw commercials in there. Like, uh-huh. no, it took days to do this. Like, <laughs> yeah, I want to incorporate into this story. You know, now I started doing. You know, it's funny. I started getting into watching Criminal Minds. Oh my god, I love that show. Love the fact. How, I love how they incorporate their quotes at the end of every episode. Yes. And yes, I was like, what a like great it. idea to be able to incor- start my video out, you know, with a quote and kind of really hone in on a quote that kind of matches what's going on in that video. And yeah. so I'll spend hours and hours on brainy quote, just looking up good ghost quotes or yeah. haunting quotes. <laughs> I love it. That's a great idea. Kind of put it, your yeah. own little twist on it. So yeah. I, yeah. I've got like my, I only use like Kevin McLeod music. You know what I mean? And I, I always, okay. I love little piano tunes and stuff like that. So I try to keep it to where we have a brand, you know, we have our own way, our own style right. because people want that. They want to, they, yes. they like, they like falling for a team that they can relate to, that they can say, man, I love that song. So realistic. You know, I love that quote. You know, I, I love yeah. that way of, of putting it all together. And I love the fact that they can get a little silly sometimes. And, you yes. know, that's You're keeping what I, it real. Yeah, that's, that's what, what I love doing. Want. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, it was great talking to you, to you, Alyssa. I love you, guys. Thank you oh, so we much love you for too. having me. And give Landry a hug from us. I will do. I will do. He's been coming in and out quietly. like Oh, just like, that's so sweet. Yeah, pointing at my phone. Like, Can I take that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised I haven't seen my kids. I put them in the basement playing Monopoly. They're like, oh, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> took away the phones and tablets and 360s and everything else. They're, Mom. <laughs> But That's great. <laughs> it was great talking to you. We will have to do this again. All right. Great. Thank you sure. so much. Yes, I will All talk right. to you later. Thank you. <laughs> mm-hmm.